0: Welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching and personal development world. And here's your host, executive coach and owner of CoachCertifications.com, Audrey Beach.
1: Well, hello and welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching and personal development world. I'm Audrey Beach, an executive coach and also principal of CoachCertifications.com. And just in case some of our listeners don't know, CoachCertifications.com is an online community of coach certification programs, and it's a place where students and coaches can review, compare, and select their certification programs all in one place. So... We are so excited today to have Mickey McMillan with us, Mickey. Hello, Hello, Audrey. It's good to be with you. Oh, it's so great to be with you, even though I just saw you last week. That was exciting. Um, uh. Mickey is the c e o and founding partner of the Blue Mesa Group, which is located in Fort Collins, Colorado, and Blue Mesa is a coaching and consulting firm and uh You specialize in executive coaching, coach training, and leadership development. Gosh, I've got so much I could say about Mickey. It would take our whole interview. But I do want to point out just a couple things. Um, Mickey uh, has a lot of professional involvement with coaching. She is um, soon to be the past president of ACTO, which is the Association of Coach Training Organizations. And that is an international professional organization. That aim is to advance excellence in coach training and education. So, Mickey is a perfect person for our topic today on coach certifications. Uh, she is nearing her completion of her assessor training on the International Coach Federation Professional Coach Certification markers, and that is no small task, that's for sure. Uh, I also want to point out that before launching her coaching career back in 1996, Mickey was the highest ranking female executive in a gas and electric operation for a Fortune 100 utility company. So you have lots of good knowledge and experience to share. And I, I also think that gives you a unique perspective, your corporate role on the challenges that executives face. Um, so, again, welcome to the show. We're excited that you're here. And and I guess that for our listeners, I, I want to give them just a little bit more about Blue Mesa. What inspired you, Mickey, to start Blue Mesa Group?
2: Well, Pat Barlow, my business partner and co-founder, and I started Blue Mesa Group Um <laughs> Because we're both corporate refugees. Um, Pat was an executive <laughs> with uh, both the pharmaceutical and the financial industry, and she had a global career. And what inspired us, I think, is that we, we both have passions for leadership and leadership development. And it is something that is... Um, Well, there's a big market for it, (laughs) and there is a a big. I think there's a big void in terms of what is leadership, and there's a mystique about it that really shouldn't be there. Um, It's it's simple and yet it is not easy, and so we wanted to create a company and an organization that would make good leadership accessible and uh, usable for our clients.
1: Well, I think that's that's really, and, and when did you start Blue Mesa Group? How long has Blue we Mesa Group? Yeah.
2: yeah, we started in 2008, just ahead of the economic crisis, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> and yes. uh, we we both uh, looked at each other and went, this is either a good idea or a horrible idea, <laughs> and it ended up being a, a good idea, and oh, we've good. been um, happily uh, involved with leaders ever since.
1: Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And, and you know, I, I just want to back up for a moment. Uh, one of the things you said really rang true with me. Um, y- you know, as you know, I'm an executive coach also. But prior to that, I was both in the consulting industry and coaching industry and uh, working under the umbrella of coaching firms, but also before that in the corporate arena and in leadership. And one of the things you said was leadership is simple, but not easy. Wow. What a profound statement. Because oh my gosh, is that not true? Is that not true? Um, You
2: know, leadership is an inside job, Audrey. Yes, and um, and it requires a lot of vulnerability and willingness to look in look inside. Yes, it's not easy.
1: I mean, you you know, one of the things I say, Mickey, to the leaders I work with is, let's look inside the (laughs) toolkit. What's there? Okay, but really, it's it's accessing that toolkit um when you need to and i mean i could go on and on and please don't let me we could have a couple of hour conversation about just that but i just loved you saying that because i think it's so spot on um so so tell us a little bit about um the certification training programs at blue mesa tell us a little bit about those
2: well our our um primary program in our coach training is our ICF-accredited um, transformational coaching program. And um I first authored this um in the early two thousand when Naropa University came to me and asked me if I would be willing to do some coach skill training for some of their faculty. Naropa is a, you know, a private university in Boulder, Colorado. Oh, I
1: see, I see.
2: And so, um, I thought, well, why not just go all out and, and offer a full program because that was where their level of curiosity was. So that was the genesis of oh, of okay. what is now our accredited program.
1: Uh-huh. And, um, mm-hmm.
2: uh, since then, um, Naropa offered it as a, uh, an offering to outside, as a continuing education to outside. Um, students and um, it just grew from there. Yeah. And so mm. we've been at this for a little bit of tough time, and our focus right now has become on developing internal coaches for organizations or coaches who want to work within an organization as opposed to life coaching or spiritual coaching or any of the yeah. other domains. Yes,
1: yeah. yes. Yeah. Okay, well, that that's really interesting, and you obviously had good reception. To it, um, especially if they've continued to offer it to their students. Um, right. Do you find that the internal coaches that you're working with are they often leaders themselves?
2: Almost all of them are. Yes. Yes. Almost all of them are. And uh, we've had a unique opportunity to do quite a bit of work within healthcare systems, and we're finding that a number of clinical leaders are both curious and wanting to get engaged. In coaching yeah. um, and I think healthcare organizations see coaching skills as a competitive edge in mm-hmm. this ever changing mm-hmm. industry
1: yes yes yeah. ever ever changing and fast moving industry <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: yeah without without a clarity of where it's uh, the exact direction because of the all of the <laughs> the, the myriad changes going on from political to social to the business side.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, and, and, and some of the client companies I work within are in the co- the healthcare um, industry. So I, I really can relate to what you're saying. Um, well, let's, let's, because we have limited time today and because I really want the coaching students and coaches who are listening to this program to benefit from your knowledge and experience, um, and the skills that you bring, um, to the party. I, I, when, when students are thinking about a training program, a coaching certification program in a school, what, what do you think Mickey, they need to be thinking about if you were, if you were advising a student, what would you, what, what factors would you advise them to consider?
2: you know i i have a very strong bias for a school to be accredited by a legitimate credentialing or, or accreditation organization um and in my view international coach federation is one of those and it's certainly um one of the larger in the world um but but i think that's the most important because then um then you you have some foundational standards that you can look for um you know for example anyone accredited under ICF must teach to the core competencies teach to their definition of coaching and um include their um standards for code of ethics and ethical training ethic you know ethics and training mm-hmm. um those are all very important and so you know the accreditation i think is is one of the first um, I would also want to know what are their, what is that school standards for graduation, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as a part of that, how are students to be evaluated and assessed so that they know that they're going to be given fair and appropriate and just assessments mm-hmm. to set them up to be successful in the world.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, mm-hmm. There's a, a lot of others. The students have access to the program faculty. Um, You know, when the student would like to connect with the program faculty, what's the teacher-student ratio, um, how many graduates are successful in earning their credential, Mm -hmm. um, whether it's IDF or uh, any other uh, credentialing body. So those are a few key points, Audrey, that I think is important for an individual to look at before choosing a program or a school.
1: I think those are important. And, and as you and I both know, and, y- you know, obviously, you know, Mickey, but others listening may not know that that was one of the things about when we formed dot com that we first said the courses must be accredited through one of the mm-hmm. key certifying bodies or um, affiliations. Um, so I, I agree with you on that. But one of the things that I think, you know, coaching students don't know what they don't know and and they often don't know which questions to ask. And and in fact that's one of the reasons on on CoachCertifications dot com that we have the opportunity for a student to 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 connect directly with you in a couple of different mm-hmm. places. So you can you can even offer the information if the question is not asked because I think it's really important. You know, like the point you made about um, how do you assess the the coaching skills, you know what what are what are those standards, and also the access to faculty. I mean, I think those are very important. Um, additionally, right. I think the topic areas that are covered. Um, you want to make sure that there is a lot of comprehensiveness. Can you tell us a, just a little bit about some of the topics that you cover in your training?
2: Well, in our training, we include the basics, you know, the core competencies, ethics, um, and the practical application to the common definition of coaching. Um, In addition, um, good coaches are keen observers of both their clients and the context in which their client operates. And so coaches need to think and act systemically.
1: Yes. Yes. so
2: that they can facilitate lasting and meaningful change. And so, you know, a topic area that we spend a lot of time on is systems thinking. Um, love it. And I love it. it. Yeah, and it's so important to uh, oh. be able to oh. think from that whole view of what's going on with, with this client. Um, you know, and, and closely related to that, I guess, is, you know, we talked earlier about leadership being an inside job. Being a coach is also an inside job, and I think students or participants should have the opportunity to do some personal transformational work for the sake of self-awareness and the awareness of other.
3: Um, You know, in
2: our program, we require a personal mindfulness practice that is Mm -hmm. uh, practiced daily um, and also personal development in emotional and, and social intelligence. Yeah. Um, and then you know there's also the practical aspects of coaching um it, you know it uh, um do do does the person have the background in that particular domain in which they want to coach
3: yeah
2: so in in my I have a strong bias that if someone has never been a leader, that they probably are not going to be a good leadership coach yeah. or executive yeah. coach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because there's nuances, there's political realities and all those things yeah. that you just learn by yeah. <laughs> standing in the fire.
1: Well, that is um, so spot on. And, and, you know, I just want to insert here, if it's okay, I... Um, I I couldn't agree with you more because I can tell you I've had my coaching practice for 14 years and the fact that I climbed the corporate ladder and was in some of the roles that my clients are holding carries a lot of weight. They get that I understand business systems and processes and that's that's you know I have that bias too because. Because it's an expectation at the level that I work with with leaders inside these corporations it it, it comes with the territory it's so a- so I know exactly what you're saying and the other comment before I forget it that I wanted to respond to is i I almost did this like little clapping of my hands you can't see me but um <laughs> this the systems thinking um i I'm telling you I you know a little um trivia about me. I had, when I worked for Monsanto, I had the opportunity to be selected to work in Dr. Deming's study group with Dr. Deming. And so I became the facilitator for the board of directors for the state of Ohio um, for the Ohio Quality and Productivity Forum. This was years ago, but I did that for eight years while I was working at Monsanto. But I was immersed in that world. And, every, oh. uh, you know, I think back about that now. And, of course, I was, you know, pretty young then and, you know, et cetera. But that worked, helped me shape my coaching, my coaching because and, and how I approach because because what I find, Mickey, and I, I don't think we're getting off track here because it's all about coaching, but. That, that I work with many leaders who don't have that systems view of the organization. Everything is interrelated. So I just mm-hmm. had to, before we went forward, I had to respond to those two areas because um, I do think the systems thinking, I am so excited to know that you include that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And in fact, I haven't heard anybody else tell me yet that they include that. I think that is is magnificent. So I, I just Thank wanted you. to respond to that. Um, well i
2: you know since you mentioned dr deming i yes, would i would like yay. to say one more thing because um he had us he has a um a mantra yes um and as you as you know, Dr. Deming did a whole lot in the quality movement oh and gosh, and yes. and revolutionizing manufacturing worldwide oh, yes. but awesome. he had a very simple mantra that no change happens mm-hmm. without personal mm-hmm. transformation, yes
1: yes. yes. And, and, and you, you were talking about that too, with the, the coach of, you know, it's also about an inside job for the coach and the coach has to, to know who they are and that level of awareness. You can't have a coach who is not aware, you know, I mean, I mean, you can have a coach literally who is not aware, but I think in order to be an effective coach, um, it is a job from the inside out. And, um, yeah. We'll have a, someday, Mickey, you and I will have a conversation about that, that whole world with Dr. Deming. That was fascinating. I, I um,
2: look forward to that.
1: Yes, yes. Well, well. thanks for sharing those those topic areas because I I think they're, they're so important. Are there any others that you did want to share?
2: Um, well, you know, just uh, client management process and, and being able to manage, confidentiality and have an understanding of the distinction between sponsor and client when it's in an organizational context and learning how to manage those stakeholder relationships yes. in a responsible way that takes care of the client, but also takes care of the organization. Yes. And, uh, uh, you know, because otherwise um, uh, a coach unaware of those things can do a lot of damage That's right. and, um, uh, so those those are a few other pieces, and there's many, many more as it relates to client management, but that's a key one.
1: Well, I think that's a key one too, because it's a connect the dots kind of thing. Everything that that coach is doing with their client is it's going to be transferred into the organization at every level that they're touching. Um, exactly. And, and so so you know if I'm working with a CEO or a CFO or whatever the case might be, that's going to cascade into their the organization through the leaders that they're touching and coaching and leading and mentoring you know um, yes, so I think that's another significant topic area that um, you know I think provides some differentiation also about how you're approaching your training well well let's get back to also that that student out there who's looking you know for the right the right the right coach tra- training mm-hmm. and wh- what do you think what do you think mickey what do you think they overlook is there anything that you think they overlook well
2: i um i i'm speculating because <laughs> i haven't cuz uh, because i don't know for sure yep. but um i have some advice as to what i think some people should do that might address what they might overlook and, and one is to interview some graduates and ha- have some interview questions that will get to what are the great things of the program and what are the things that were not so great yes um <laughs> pardon me i think uh the hidden costs um, are there hidden costs? For example, in an accredited coach training program such as ours, we all have minimal requirements. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those may not be included in the overall tuition. So, you know, mentor coaching, uh, coach materials, books, yes. et cetera, yes. are yes. those included in the tuition? Are they not? Right.
1: Um,
2: it's, you know, as you know, it's not a cheap... thing for people to do and um it's a big investment so yes it
1: is it absolutely is yeah i Um, I, you know the one thing you said about interviewing graduates graduates i'm huge on that huge because coaching students like to learn from real graduates of programs and i think so and there's diversity in that because of how people learn so you know, I may talk to one graduate and I'm learning about their experience from their perspective, but, you know, I can also learn from another graduate. That's one of the reasons we wanted to post graduate reviews on coach certification so that, um, you know, so that students could read actual reviews from real people who attended your programs. Um, exactly. I think that's so important. Um, and, and so anyway, I, I did want to say that. And then the other thing about one of the points you mentioned on hidden costs, um, I'm finding that more and more. And again, a student doesn't always know what are the right questions to ask about costs. Um, That's right. Well, they're looking at a number and they're thinking that includes everything. And then they find out later, oh, there's another four hundred dollars for the materials, you know.
2: Right. So right.
1: I, I think getting that out front um, is so important because. Um, many times people are paying for this training out of their own pockets. And um, of course. so I, I think those are all good things that you've mentioned. Um, Anything else that, that coaches might overlook or, or that you speculate that they might overlook? I think um,
2: some mistakes, if I could move yeah. to that. Yes, it, yeah. it could be a, a kissing cousin to overlooking. Um,
3: mm-hmm. is
2: one, once someone has selected a coach training program, um to be able to calibrate expectations hmm.
3: um so for yeah. example
2: um you know we so many people who enter into the field of coaching are already high achieving people, and the the, the neurotic aspect of people who are high <laughs> achievers um I, and I can say that because I, I guess I am one. It's oh, neurotic no. for sure. I but, was laughing um,
1: because I was falling into that category myself.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Right. Yes. Well, um,
2: the expectation of being, of going from beginner to mastery in a short time. Yes. And, you know, to become a good coach takes a commitment to become a learner. And one of the things we know about adult learning is it's a frontal attack on our self-esteem. <laughs> we're not, we're not accustomed to saying, I don't know. Yes, um, yes. You know, and we're accustomed to knowing. And so to be able to be that beginner, I don't know, is yeah. so critical
3: mm-hmm.
2: um, for, for anyone to be successful, but particularly in the coaching world, because, you know, look at coaching. Coaching is about creating a learning yes. uh, environment for yeah. our clients so that yeah. they can act and be something different in the future. So, Um, So coaches have to be vulnerable, and it's hard to do. It's very hard to do. Well,
1: well, you know what, Mickey, and if you're working with internal coaches who are also leaders, um, and you're now coming into the picture, you know, a lot of those folks have been reinforced for knowing, as you just said, for knowing. And so now they're expected to be more vulnerable. and. Of course I believe that being vulnerable can be very powerful because it opens well, you up.
2: Yeah. Absolutely, it can yeah. and um, <laughs> and it's um, it takes a lot of self-esteem to be vulnerable. Yes.
1: Yes, I I remember when I was working with the army and I was had the good fortune to work with some very well established generals and the first time I brought up vulnerability they looked at me like I was, you know, that I was pretty much off you know, balance. (laughs) It's like, what? What do you mean by that? (laughs) Then I had to get to the whole thing about that being powerful and how it was. And, and one of the generals wrote me a personal letter at one point, and he said, I get it. I get it. I feel, oh my gosh, this is so powerful, you know, that, uh, and, and, and so I, I, I know what you're mean, you mean about that, but, but the people that you're working with generally are people as leaders inside those organizations who were. Taught that it's a strength to come from a place of knowing.
2: Well, and that's what they're paid to do.
1: Yes, yes.
2: You know, I if I have brain surgery, I want my brain surgeon to know what the heck she or he is doing. <laughs> you know,
1: I have to you agree know, but, with you on that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, but but coaching is a uh, you know we we use a, a a notion in our program called the professional ignorant,
3: uh-huh. and
2: and the distinction is to. Be professional. Understand the context, some of the content of what our clients are dealing with, but to have the wisdom to be ignorant and to be able to be have that kind of beginner's mind.
1: Yes. When yes.
2: when uh, engaging with clients.
1: Yes. Yes. I I, I hear you. Yeah. It's um, people have to get their arms around that. You know. I I like that the professional ignorant. I'm. You know, it sounds like you're doing some some very exciting and worthwhile things. And again, um, I haven't had the opportunity to meet Pat, um, but I have had the opportunity to meet you. And I'm sure your style alone contributes to creating conditions for people to feel comfortable beginning to explore that area.
2: (laughs) Oh, thank you. I hope so. um,
1: well, I, I just, um I want to ask you one last question. I knew this was going to happen and we were going to run out of time. But um, if I were to ask you what words of wisdom you'd like to leave with your listeners today, is, is there anything you'd like to say as a closing comment? Um,
2: I think the first one is be clear about why you want to be a coach. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's a very rewarding profession, but it is not for everyone. Yes, um, yes. You know, if if you're a chronic problem solver and you like being a problem solver, you can't be a good coach. Yes, as a because there's not problem solving. Right. Um. You know, so so I think why why do you want to be a coach? Yes. And um, if anyone says I want to do it because I want to make a lot of money, then. Um, boy, I would suggest you go elsewhere because this is... Good coaching is not about the monetary gain. It's about the um, spiritual or the soulful gain. And I'm mm-hmm. not talking religious. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about human-to-human right. connection. Okay. Right. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's very, very rich um, with opportunity, but it takes a special person, I think, who can actually do that. Right. And then... Well, a more practical thing, i you know take the time to do the due diligence mm-hmm. you know whatifications mm-hmm. dot com is is doing a great job of providing a, a a clearinghouse for people to really look and then look beyond that and mm-hmm. be mm-hmm. uh make sure that you match the program to the needs that you have that's right um so th- those are a couple of. I I don't know how pithy they were, but (laughs) they were good. They were all very,
1: they were all very good. And, and I, you know, again, a reaction to what you said, I think they were all spot on. I think that um, you're right. It's about making a contribution and, and helping to um, create conditions that, um, you know, can affect people's lives. And, and that's a big deal. You know, that's a big deal. Um, It's not all about, the money. And that's why, you know, on coach certifications and thank you for bringing us up. And we're, as you know, we're new and we're just now starting to expand, but that's why, um, you know, our, our standards are high because we're not about the school that says, uh, you know, you can become an executive coach in 20 hours and earn a hundred thousand dollars a month, you know, I mean, okay. Right. And that raises a red flag, you know, um, exactly. but, but anyway, well, Mickey, I have got to close it up for today, but I, I want to thank you so much for your time because I know you are one busy lady and, um, I just feel that our, our audience has really benefited greatly from your interview today. And so I want to thank you for being here and, uh, joining us on, um, Coach Radio International.
2: It has been my pleasure, and I so appreciate the opportunity to speak with you, Audrey. Thank you.
1: Oh, thanks, Mickey. And so, everybody, this is Audrey Beach signing off. Uh, coaching students, coaches, coaching schools, be sure to visit us at coachcertifications.com. And please do, please do check out the Blue Mesa Group, and um, that is com for additional information about Mickey and That's program. Thank you again. Bye-bye.
0: Today's interview is brought to you by Coach Radio International and presented to you by CoachCertifications.com, the only global online community of accredited coaching programs where students and coaches can compare, research, and select training programs all in one place. Welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching and personal development world. And here's your host, executive coach and owner of CoachCertifications.com, Audrey Beach.
1: Hello and welcome to Coach Radio International, the world's largest platform for the coaching and personal development world. I'm Audrey Beach, Executive Coach and Principal of CoachCertifications.com, and for those of you who don't know about CoachCertifications.com, we're an online community of coach certification programs, and it's a place where students and coaches can review, compare, and select programs all in one place. And today, I am so excited to welcome DJ Mitch. I have so much to say about DJ. She has such an extensive bio. I'm not really sure where to start. Um, I will say that um, DJ is a master certified coach. She is an award winning author, entrepreneur, and coach, and a thought leader in the coaching profession. And she is one of the first 25 master coaches designated by the International Coach Federation. Um, And DJ was a past president of the International Coach Federation. She co-founded the Pyramid Group, the corporate coaching company, in 1994. And that company has been very innovative in leading masterful coaches who, who team to serve Fortune 100 companies um, and also international organizations. Um, and if that wasn't enough, in January of 2013, DJ founded the Healthcare Coaching Institute, and that is a unique organization because they serve leaders in the very fast-changing business of healthcare, and they offer an advanced business Coaching course program, which is accredited through the international International Coach Federation. So, um, I'm very excited because healthcare is moving so quickly, and to know that there is an advanced course that's helping leaders address the issues in healthcare um, is just magnificent. So, I want to to welcome DJ. Thank you for being here.
3: Well, thank you for the lovely introduction, Audrey, and hello to those people who are taking time to listen uh, to us.
1: Well, DJ, um, I, I'd like our audience to hear what really motivated you to start the Healthcare Coaching Institute.
3: Um, started the school because I had referred about two or three hundred people to other coaching institutes. And we were doing a lot of work inside large organizations where we train change agents in coaching skills, and we were cha- really training internal executives to coach. And I looked at our team of masterful coaches Dr. Marcia Reynolds, who's the director of training, um, Harriet Salinger, who is a longtime uh, original MCC as well, uh, coach to the ICF, and, and then you know, just a series of people that we had worked with, nine master certified coaches in my team of 16 people. And I thought, you know what, we're getting to the point that it's also time for our legacy work. And so why not start a coaching institute that's designed to serve leaders and organizations that are in the life sciences? Because life science now makes up one in four, health care makes up one in four new jobs in the country, about 20% of the workforce in the U.S. alone. Um, is in jobs related to um, health care and the leaders are slow and the providers are slow in their uptake or adaptation for leadership development skills. So, um, So we saw a real need and a real opportunity and a lot of smart people out there who could use what we do.
1: You know, just for a moment, I have to say how excited I am about your answer. I'm an executive coach myself. I work in healthcare organizations and I definitely do not know it all, um, but you are spot on in the work that you are doing. Um, and, and DJ, I, I had the good fortune of meeting Marsha Reynolds recently um, and learning more um, about Marsha's role in the Healthcare Institute with you. But I am so excited to meet you today because I know that you. Both are doing such great work in this arena. Can you tell us a little bit about your Healthcare Institute program that you're offering? What, what makes it especially unique in our market today?
3: Yes, so we focus on sort of three rungs in a pyramid, if you will. The first rung is around humanity. And it is an exploration of who I am and who we are together. And there are core skills from, you know, coach certification requirements that fit in that domain. Moving into the exploration and then into innovation into what's possible. And we do that, we teach this model in a way that has um, the participants look at themselves inside of an organizational system. Mm. So look at client systems and patterns related to how people work together. So not only is there a lot of awareness built around who I am as a coach, how the ethics and standards and the care of the coach matter, um, but how I really can guide people as a coach through an organizational system to understand more about their interactions with other people. Yeah. So... It's about the teaming aspect as much as it's about the individual aspect.
1: And and so, uh, you know, I'm curious, um, how, when coaching students are interested in this program, what do you typically find? Is there a common denominator about their backgrounds? Um, there is,
3: because of the way we started, um, we started with a lot of coaches who were internal to organizations yes. who were also leaders and change agents who had a specific um, position in one company that, and we actually just put a stake in the ground around helping them get really good at what they were doing as yes. we built out our curriculum. Yes. So yes, the internals, um, and there are more and more of those. And then externals in this cohort, which is our third cohort in the past two years, um, we're graduating um a doctor a urologist
1: oh my who, gosh that's awesome who yes. also has
3: a doctorate in divinity
1: oh my
3: so, so we have these real students of you know of life and of medicine um and we have professors we have um, we have folks who are coming at this from an academic standpoint, looking at the body of knowledge that we're creating, and I will say that we're continuously improving and creating right now in our third cohort. Yes. Um, see what the needs are for those who are showing up, because we moved from an internal group to this third cohort, which is most, mostly external, and the needs are shifting a little. So now we're yes. addressing both, you know, with the electives yes. and the things that we're developing.
1: Well, that, that sounds fascinating. And, and yeah, it's the process of expansion, isn't it? Um, You you know, when you're expanding into that external focus, that, that sounds so interesting to me. Uh, You know, one of the things that our, our, our time together today is not going to be long enough as far as I'm concerned, but you have such a wealth of experience and knowledge given your background. I, I want to make sure we get to, with our listeners, um, some of the things that I think in particular coaching students and coaches who are looking to enhance their credentials would be interested in. And, and when I, I think about choosing or researching a coach training school and or a program, In a more global fashion, what are some of the critical factors that you believe coaches should be considering in that process?
3: Good, yeah. I think it's important to choose a program that has rigor, that's accredited by the International Coach Federation, um, because you want to make sure that the program has been evaluated prior to or around yeah. the time of its inception that you're not going into something that has no proven uh, rigor. Yes, yes. Yeah. I think the accreditation is important. I think it's important to look at each of the program elements to see, you know, is there a focus on presence? Is there a focus on meeting the ethical guidelines and really understanding how a coaching conversation is distinct from consulting and from other you know, forms of con- well, consulting or therapy, yes. Yeah. Um, establishing all of the the baseline um, and and practicing the baseline competencies, the core competencies. Because you know, I think that having them listed in any of the associations that you know promote coaching is one thing. And we all know about powerful questions and you know and listening skills and all of that. But how does it really relate to Helping people create the shifts in their lives to become the kind of leaders that they want and need to become. Yes, it,
1: I, yes, yes.
3: Yeah, it's important to evaluate schools to see which teach just the core capabilities and which offer the full complement. You know, even for me, when I go on the some of the sites that I see the schools listed on, I'm not sure the difference between the accreditation, truthfully, between the you know. The different levels of accreditation that some offer. So I think you know, I think it's paramount for people who are looking at schools to really get clear. Do yes. I want to come out of a school knowing that the supervision, the observation, the practice, the recorded sessions have the oversight uh, mm-hmm. that will help me easily get to my credential, or am I going to piece together the things that I want to learn? You know. And put those together in some way that has me test uh, against that. I think people are really confused, honestly. Yeah. So I'm happy yeah. doing this. Yeah, you've been giving people an opportunity to also hear what the schools are about.
1: Well, so I think- yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, please. I'm sorry. You
3: no, know, I, I think those are key pieces. Just the supervision, you know, the observation, the, the knowing you're going to come out with the credential. I think is important.
1: Yes, and 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 I just wanted to. I think what you just said is is so vital and so so important because, um, as you know, DJ on CoachCertifications dot and we're new. Um, you know, we're just expanding, but we have um, an approval process for schools to ensure first that they are accredited. Um, but we look at what their programs contain. We look at the training elements. We ask questions about how they provide the training, you know, etc. I, I I, think that <clears throat> where, uh, another thing that, that we tried to do, and you know this already, but it is to ensure that the student looking at your school on our site can connect directly with you because we wanted to have that accessibility so that your organization would be providing the kind of detail that you just provided here because we're not always sure that the coaching student even knows to ask all the right questions. So I, I think that, you know, what you just said was so comprehensive, but a coaching student may not know that unless they have the opportunity to really talk with someone like a representative from, the Healthcare Coaching Institute, or the Pyramid Resource Group. In, in addition to, to what you just said, what what do you find? I would be curious, and I think coaching students would be too, what do you think is the, the piece that's most overlooked by students? What do they forget to ask about? You know, you don't know what you don't know, right?
3: Right. I think a lot of students will go to a school because they've seen acute assessment yes. or something that helps them, you know, put something in front of a client immediately that they can coach to. I've seen that through the years. We've been doing this for 21 years. And, and what I know is assessments, you know, are a great way for a lot of people to make money. They're, they're a simple way to create some level of awareness. So there's some value in those. But I would be cautious about understanding the economics on the backside for those who are providing that. You know, that's where they're making four or five hundred dollars off of the student every time they sell an assessment. And so they're sort of a mixed bag, if you will. We're not selling assessments. Um, We are basically teaching people to become great coaches and great communication experts. We're helping them build their platforms. Um, So we're helping them really look at this as a business rather than just a practice and Something that they might want to you know, do as a lifestyle thing. This is is a way of actually Helping to create a body of knowledge and contribute to that becomes significant um, in the work that they're doing.
1: Yes, yes Well now in in your in your Healthcare Coaching Institute program, When you talk about students becoming great coaches and thinking about their lifestyle and creating a body of knowledge, one of the things that you just mentioned was around business. Because one of the things that I often find missing in programs is that business element. Um, What what's your reaction to that?
3: Well, I think everybody has a different desire for. wanting to know how to approach businesses. The interesting thing about what we're doing by narrowing the scope of our reach to healthcare is that we're giving people the insights into what is changing, the chaotic world of healthcare, uh, a point of entry into the arena, how to coach a leader who's in transition, a professional provider who's in transition. You know, we're looking at things that are relevant to building a business around coaching people who are in this space. Yeah. And so that's different. Again, that's different than building a practice, right? Yes. And so we're we'll offering advanced courses to fill that out even more because in the 125 hours we're focused on you know, really core skills and making sure that, that they are ready. Right. Um, but we're also looking at who they're coaching. We're bringing – actually, we bring some scientists and folks to the table who are – young new leaders and we have, uh, have them uh, have our, our coaching students practice with people that we are putting in front of them, they're in the space, they're in transition or they're creating amazing things. We've worked with one company that uh, had a scientist who was creating a molecule for growing skin. Wow! And some of the people that we have actually had our students work with are fascinating world contributors and so they, our students have an interaction to contribute to something again around a body of knowledge that's very new and innovative.
1: Yes, yes, but that must be that must be fascinating. I mean, I'm I'm getting so excited about it just talking with you. Um, I, I you know, I'm curious if you can think of this, and and I don't want to put you on the spot, but when you think of this advanced business coaching course program that you offer. And this interesting group of students that you have in this world, which I have been exposed to myself. What is your favorite story you could tell me? Just quickly. I know we're running out of time, but just quickly. Is there a favorite story you can tell me around this experience of working with these students? We had
3: one student who came out of our Change Agent Initiative. The first piece twelve. <laughs> 12- 12 students come from one company, which was why we started, right? But we are working with this, actually, this female scientist who was um, responsible for growing skin, and she had five sets of arts and letters beside her name, and the, the change agent had been inside a pharmaceutical company for almost all of his career. He was a professional athlete before, so he was... A little tim- intimidated, if you will, by having this amazing scientist in front of him. And we gave her a code name for us to have a conversation about her, so we called her Sunflower. Oh. And- <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah, so-, so, he- so he and I actually had to-, to work on how he moved into the space of seeing himself as a- an actual guide that was worthy. The other thing he did not know is that she had been coached by two professional coaches before.
1: Oh my goodness.
3: He did not know that, which was something that we had agreed to, that Yes. He did not, right. So the bottom line is after the completion of his six sessions that were supervised with her, she wrote this beautiful note to both the school, to Marsha and me and to him that said, you know, I have been coached over the past two years by people who have, you know, been at this for a long time. And I have to tell you, uh, this was such an exquisite experience for me
1: because
3: mm. it got to the heart and the soul
1: of what I really needed. Wow. to talk about. Oh and my gosh. It,
3: such grace and impact. And so if you don't think that made his day and our day. Oh, uh,
1: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the, yeah, oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I, I was just going to say <clears throat> that reminds me of a happy file I keep, and those are the kinds of things that you like to put in your happy file because if you're having a bad day, you go back and you re- It makes it all worth it, doesn't it? The effect that you had on that person's life.
3: Yes, and it, it, it's it's about that, but it's also about raising the individual consciousness into a collective consciousness.
0: Yes, yes.
3: About- Audrey, but I think that, you know, like Vag said and other renowned anthropologists have said, this is our time to serve the universe. We yeah. are raising consciousness here. And so I look at all these coaching programs and I I bless them because I know that um, there's a reason they exist. There's something that's been called out of the people who have taken the time to design them. And for us, the thing that was called out of us is that there are. Healthcare touches every aspect of every family and every life. Yes. yes. And there's so many, you know, the people. We're not wellness coaches. We're not coaching people on their health. We're coaching people to become leaders who are in leadership roles but have never had the t- or taken the time to really see themselves in that light and to skill up. And so it's truly a privilege to take these brilliant people, really, really, really smart people, yes. into this new frontier and to yes. put them together.
1: Yes, and and I, I mean, it, you're making a difference. You know, your point about the collective um, work that you're doing, and um, I love, I love that you, you know, in your words were also being collaborative with recognizing others and and their good work. Um, I, I, I mean, it, it's a lot of work. I know it is, but you are making a difference, and I think that's significant. Um, a difference for all of us. A difference for all of us. Um, gosh, I knew this was going to happen. We were going to run out of time, but I had one last question, and if you were going to leave us um, with your words of wisdom to your listeners today, um, anything you'd like to, to, to end with?
3: Yeah, I think for everybody who comes through our school, we see them as warriors for the human spirit and we see ourselves that way and you know, we we are really focused on having people get what they need to be great coaches and to discover their right work and to be really happy in it and to know that they have an impact in the lives of a lot of people because if we can get you know, the leaders in healthcare organizations to really see whether it's producing pharmaceuticals or whether it's the care of a patient or whether it's, um, you know, a leading edge scientific discovery or a TED talk, whatever it is, that they're touching the lives of people around them and around us. You know, people need this level of communication expertise. And so we are thrilled to be the guides for this process. Yeah. And we invite people to come play and check us out. We have a concierge that will take you into the depths of the school and the experience so you can make up your mind about whether or not this is the right fit.
1: Right, right. And, and so, uh, gosh, I can't, I can't add to anything that you've just said. I mean, um, I, I, I feel like you've left me inspired and others inspired in this conversation, and you're, you're making such a great contribution. I'm so happy to get to know you and to be exposed to both of the organizations that you have, um, and I want to encourage all of the listeners today to please go to pyramidresource.com, pyramidresource.com, and uh, you will also find the Healthcare Coach Institute on there, and there are representatives of the organization that you can connect with to inquire more about all of the great things that are being offered through DJ's organization. So, I, I again, I want to thank you so much for your time today. I know you are a very busy woman. Um. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: My pleasure, Audrey. Thank you for
0: the invitation.
1: Okay, well, that's it. And this is Audrey Beach and DJ Mitch signing off. Thank you so much.
0: Today's interview is brought to you by Coach Radio International and presented to you by CoachCertifications.com, the only global online community of accredited coaching programs where students and coaches can compare, research, and select training programs all in one place.